Welcome to episode 10 of All Car Radio, the All Car Leasing Podcast. Currently the one and only car leasing podcast on the podcast. Uh, today is me, Ronnie, the usual host, and Chris. Hello. Our latest campaign is called Blame It on the Buggy, which looks at uh, drivers' habits uh, when it comes to music and everything in between. Um, so this podcast is only going to go through perhaps the key points because we had quite a lot of feedback. We couldn't fit it all in, and an awful lot of it was just just not interesting whatsoever. So we've trimmed it down, made a nice little infographic to accompany it, as well as a blog post. And this podcast is pretty much just to accompany those two, uh, and that's it. We're going to only really go through the things that are somewhat interesting. Um, and this is possibly is it the fourth um, study that we've done over the last uh, about six months? I think so, yeah. So we've already covered babies, dogs. Uh, this one's obviously music. We looked at social media as well. So that makes four, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And um, obviously, because we the, the podcast is relatively still quite new, um, we tend to cover every study in a podcast so that people can just find out about what exactly what we found without having to sit down and read because the blog posts are off, awfully big. And the infographic is also quite big, which it's quite difficult to read on a mobile. So if someone wants just subscribes to the podcast, they can find out about all of our studies that way. Um, but we've had, obviously, we say it every time, but we get a lot of uh, feedback and, and private messages uh, when we do post it. With uh, and a lot of people share it, saying, "You know, this is me," or "You've got me all wrong. I don't like this," or something like that. Um, but it's all, you know, fun and games. It's never anything of awfully too serious. And quite often, we we, we tend to find one or two um, findings which are which we weren't expecting. And I th- I'd say that we've probably done it again this time, Chris. Yeah, so I uh, put the infographic together for this one, and uh, obviously I was looking at all the stats, and one of my favourite ones was to do with speeding by favourite genre of music. Obviously we'll get into that later on, but I think people are going to like this one just as much as the others. Uh, it's a very nice design as well, based around sort of Spotify. Yeah, yeah, we, we did put it, we, we always try to design the infographics to, to match the actual uh, subject matter. Like the social media one, we based it using Instagram's colours this time you know we all use Spotify in the office and in fact Spotify is the office radio um, so we try to get the infographic to match it and I, I, yeah I, I really like it you've done a good job Chris anyway let's start guessing about you know what's going to be involved and let's just get down to what we found the first question we asked was pretty obvious what type of audio do people listen to um, and we've got the results straight away on the infographic with radio being obviously the most common by quite a mile. It did seem like it'd be the obvious result though, didn't it really? Yeah, yeah. I, I say this every time, but every time we do one of these studies, I always get a little bit disheartened when the answer that the survey has shown us is the answer that I predicted in, in advance, mm. because I, I always want to find something that I didn't know, so that when people reading it, they could learn something new. Yeah, so so far we'll just reaffirm that, yeah, people do still listen to the radio. But to be fair, I don't. Last time I listened to the radio was when I was stuck in a major traffic jam a couple of months back. Yeah, I don't listen to the radio either. Uh, I listen to own music, which was in second place. Um, I suppose actually the most interesting thing uh, that we found about what, what type of music people played is the third most popular is actually nothing. Yeah. Um, so after radio and your own music, that and own music is Spotify, Tidal, if anyone actually uses that one, uh, Apple Music. Uh, or it's it's sort of downloaded from iTunes. So um, and then after that, it's it's nothing at all, nothing whatsoever. So people would rather listen to nothing than an audiobook or even a podcast was quite close next to it. Yeah, uh, obviously this is specifically what you listen to in the car. So this doesn't reflect what people tend to listen to 
other times because obviously if they're cleaning the house or going for a run, these aren't the same obviously results. Mm. But I, I, I just can't I, honestly I can't imagine listening to nothing, and I'm really surprised that so many people actually listened to nothing whatsoever. Um, I'm not overly surprised that radio was number one. I thought maybe Spotify was more popular. I say Spotify, I mean own music more popular. Audiobook, though, is is the biggest surprise because, like you said, just under ten percent listen to nothing at all. So people would rather listen to nothing than an audiobook. Um, and I I don't listen to audiobooks, and I don't think I've ever listened to an audiobook in the car. Actually, I have recently, uh, like a self help book, but that was very rare. But what, what, what do you think, Chris? Like, have you have you ever listened to an, an audio book? No, to be honest, I think it's like a category that's easily forgotten about, or you, you can maybe lump it in with a podcast because, depending on what you listen to, they're both kind of telling stories. Um, but to listen to nothing, I don't know. Maybe uh, could be some electrical issues. Could be driving an old car that doesn't necessarily have a working radio. Yeah, uh, a Dacia. Yeah, yeah, things to consider. But I don't know. Personally, I just do my own music, so I'm not surprised that. Well, you know, listen to your own music came in second place. Because I think more people probably listen to the radio. Yeah. If you're just doing a 10-minute scoring in the morning, yeah, chances are you're probably not going to take the minute or so just to put your own tunes on. On the subject of own, own music, then what, what do you use specifically to listen to your own music? <laughs> Spotify. But I've got Apple CarPlay in my car, so it just links up through that. Yeah, yeah. So um, I just want to know a little, a little bit more about you, Chris, on, the, on this one. Like, Do you use playlists that you just listen to on a heavy rotation or do you try to listen to something new? Like, what How? What do you listen to on Spotify? I, I have a, a, the same playlist that I listen to over and over again, but it's just constantly built up by new new songs that I find each day. Yeah. Yeah, but I just put it on shuffle because it's getting quite big now, so I actually don't mind listening to the same thing over and over and over. One of the things I wish I could have done with this study, but perhaps it would have strayed well, completely away from the whole casting, is by asking uh, the, uh, the survey respondents questions like that. If you do use your own music, um, what service do you use, and do you and how do you use it? For example, because all we know is they use own music, but you know your own music is a pretty big, mm. broad answer. And in the grand scheme of things, you can draw more silly correlations like all people that use tidal get caught speeding more. Yeah, yeah, uh, but still, we we always have our limitations. But we do always try to talk about limitations when we do review it in the podcast. Uh, just to show that we're, you know, we're willing to obviously improve, and we're, we're always open to the uh, idea of making a secondary um, study for it. So the last thing to consider before we move on is that the questions we asked were quite generic in the way that, you know, people say that they listen to or the radio all the time, but that doesn't mean all the time. Yeah. It could be sort of what they mainly listen to, mm. or, or what they mainly listen to at the moment, but maybe not historically. So. Just yeah. to consider. And this actually ties into the next question, which is to do with podcasts, because um, if one of the podcasts I'm subscribed to has just uploaded a new episode, I will listen to, to it that day or the next day instead of my usual own music. Um, but, I, but again, you know, we can only do so much with our surveys. So the second point on the infographic looked at podcast listeners by car manufacturer and podcast listeners on the whole while they drive. And the landslide result was towards BMW, and the BMW drivers are the main listeners of podcasts. Didn't expect that at all, really. Yeah, because it's actually a significant, uh, it's, a, it's a significant number. And a lot of sort of BMWs are used for like company cars. Yeah. And you would think that you've got to sort of stay focused on a podcast to yeah. get the most out of it. 
So if you're on a long distance journey, maybe maybe suitable, but I don't know, it's just the next result down was thirteen point seven percent. So BMW was significantly yeah. winning with that one. Um, but despite being nine point one percent of the overall survey, BMW drivers the most likely to listen to podcasts in the car by a mile. Alongside that, twenty seven percent of all BMW drivers listen to podcasts on their commute and account for twenty nine percent of the entire podcast listening population of the survey. Um, podcast listeners in general typically have a longer commute and 64% of them yeah. have a commute time of over 45 minutes. That makes sense. Just, yeah, because most podcasts do last quite a while. But one of the funnier sort of facts we found was podcast commuters are more likely than the general population to be caught speeding with 32% saying they've been caught within the last six years. Yeah, look at breaking down podcasts was something that I wanted to do because I think all three of us uh, in, the, in the office listen to podcasts. I don't think all three of us actually listen to the same podcasts, but we're all obviously into the into medium and how um, you know entertaining and something a little bit different it could be. It's like a pre-planned radio station yeah. on a subject that you can decide in in advance whether you're into that particular subject or person being interviewed. Um, and it it brought almost more interesting points than any other question. The BMW thing wasn't just like it wasn't a close call whatsoever. BMW drivers are the most likely to listen to podcasts by more than, more than double. double yeah. And of all people that listen to podcasts, BMW drivers were just shy of a third of them. So it's not a coincidence, and there's got to be something in it. You would almost have expected, well, if BMW drivers are up there, surely the Mercedes are going to be right next to them. Audis, but no, that wasn't the case. Mercedes were one of the um, least likely uh, manufacturers to be. Yeah, 1.9%. So if, it, if we were to ever look at some other study about you know, just general demographics of our customers who are BMW drivers, how old are they and all the rest of it. There must be something in that. It's probably not anything to do with the brand BMW, in my opinion. I think it's more to do with BMW's audience and their customer segment mm. sort of match the sort of people that listen to podcasts. It is my, obviously, we, we haven't done a follow-up campaign um, and we didn't ha- ask any other follow-up questions. Uh, all we know that we'd love to know exactly what is it about BMW drivers and podcasts that sort of resonate with each other. Maybe it's a professional development type thing rather than sort of the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, um, yeah, we did. Yeah, again, we the, the question that we asked in part one was like, oh, you know, oh, if you listen to old music, what does that mean? I mean, our secondary question is, okay, if you listen to podcast, what is the genre of the podcast? The last point on the whole podcast thing, and to, to, to surprise absolutely no one, is that London's the most likely people to listen to podcasts on their car journey. To be honest, I, I wasn't too surprised with that, perhaps the, the whole traffic thing. Yeah. Because if anyone's thinking, oh, because they take the tube or whatever, but no, this, this study specifically asked them, do they drive on their commute? Um, so, so that's that. We did something similar um, in this next part, uh, in the last one, where we created a persona based on the most popular... Uh, answer for a given gender, age, group, manufacturer, whatever, and we've done it again. So part three looks at, we ask the respondents, how loud they listen to music in their car? And with everyone's volume being different, for example, my car's volume goes up to 35, the car I had before that went up to 27, uh, what, what does yours go to? I think mine's 36. So we balanced it out by saying on a scale of 0 to 100%, where do you set your volume? Um, and we found out who likes it nice and quiet and who likes it loud and proud. And they are, as you would expect, polar opposites, some would say. So I'll go through the nice and quiet one, Chris, if you then go through the loud and proud. Mm-hmm. Um, so people who like it nice and quiet, 
They typically are women between the age of 35 to 45, drive an Audi, live in London, listen to radio, and their favourite genre of music is pop. And Chris, who likes it loud and proud in their car? So, the opposite gender, so men aged between 25 and 34, driving a Volkswagen in the northwest, so our neck of the woods, mainly me in one year's time. Golf hours, probably. Yeah, and um, they listen to their own music, and they like rock music the best. Yeah, uh, any surprises, Chris? Not really, no, to be honest with you. Not, no. Not in terms of loud and proud. I was hoping for maybe more... Um, Older generation, um, but I when I came up with thirty uh, for, for the loud and proud of twenty five to thirty four. Sorry, no, no, the nice and quiet thirty five to thirty five to forty five. I was explaining. Well, where are the plus forty five pluses? But no, they found uh, we found that they liked it louder than average, mm. and then it dawned on me that it made sense because hearing yeah. decays with age. Yeah. Um, so they they like it loud because otherwise they wouldn't hear it as well. I know that's a bit of a stereotype for older generation but that is the best guess and i suppose the results do correlate uh with that um i've also got a quote from our friend ross uh on this section that out of the whole of england uh, or rather united kingdom the region that had their volume the loudest in areas where people live is the southwest with 46 percent the least is north of england with only 29 percent now um there's an offshoot statistic we found that was quite significant here. Um, and one that annoyed me a little bit because I don't like people to do it. We also asked people um, on the back of that question, do you ever listen to loud music in your car? Built up areas. Yes, well, specifically where people lived. Mm-hmm. And we were quite careful with asking that question because if you're in a town centre blasting music during the day, I don't have a problem with that, but what I don't like is when people do it in a residential area. Yeah, 10 o'clock at night onwards. Yeah, and I know what people are thinking, oh, it's going to be blokes, it's going to be boy racers. But no, females are the most likely drivers to have their music blasting in an area where people live. And it's a significant percent of those as well, 43% do it and think it's okay to blast their music in a residential area. Mm. Chris, I would love your thoughts on this frowned upon really isn't it because you'd have the same problem with loud exhausts which probably the gender would lead towards men yes um but it's kind of the same issue and no one likes to listen to music that they don't like certainly not when it's forced upon them so no. that exhaust and stuff if you're into cars sure either one you won't appreciate at late times at night although we didn't specify what time of night so it could be during the day that they've done it which isn't as bad but yeah as you say in a built-up area some people work night shifts can't really yeah. It's, it's obnoxious yeah. um, a little bit. And obviously, by asking the question, they had to sit and think about it, um, whether they do it or not. Yeah. And just for us asking the question, hopefully the people that said yes will then think, oh, that's, you know, now that they put it that way, maybe, maybe, maybe I should stop. Um, I think males were 32, 33% and females were 43%. So still... A third of males still do it. That's still a lot. Mm. Um, Asperger's needed to be handed out. Yeah, but but not great. Um, the other interesting uh, thing about um, loud or quiet, and um, only 10.5% of people who listen to metal have their volume higher than classical listeners. And in general, people who listen to classical music actually listen to it quite loud. I suppose it's maybe more to appreciate. I don't know. I'm not really a classical music listener. 
I, yeah, I think you're onto something there because with metal, it's already loud, so you can hear it quite clearly. Yeah. But with classical music, with maybe little dainty instruments, if you didn't put the volume up, you probably wouldn't hear it at all. Mm. So maybe that's it. But again, maybe it's something to do with um, the age, uh, because the most likely people listen to classical are over 45, uh, who we already know from a previous question don't hear that well. Um, but anyway. Who likes a louder choir? It didn't bring anything interesting, but I think what it did do is maybe bring up a bit of a debate of the people who these personas match, if you mean. Like, um, or, you know, people who maybe fit the description for loud and proud. Um, me, and to be honest with you, I do listen to my music quite loud. Loud, you know. I do sometimes, but never with the windows down. We do pass people in traffic, even in standstill traffic, with music blaring out of open windows. Yeah. Um... But again, uh, you know, are there many people out there that match the nice and quiet persona, but do actually loud, like it loud and proud? Uh, oh, anyway, so that is that section looking at volume. Uh, now to go over to one of the questions that actually made this survey a reality. Yeah, so this question actually came about from a meme we saw, didn't it? Yeah, it, yeah. It was on sort of site, or pulling up outside my friend's house or whatever, or somewhere you don't know. You just turn the volume down. Yeah. Uh, yeah, as if that improves your skills in, yeah. in other areas. And then you sort of, we, we caught something like, oh, yeah, I do actually do that. Then we asked the room, oh, do you do that? And everyone said, yeah. yeah. So it's like, oh, it would be good to ask the, the nation if we did that as part of our survey. And it uh, turns out 72% of the entire survey do turn the volume down when they make a manoeuvre. Um, by manufacturer, we looked at Ford, Vauxhall and Audi, and they were the most common ones to do it. Uh, the rest of them, the stats weren't as significant. So the land side was towards Ford, but then again, most of the survey respondents were actually Ford drivers. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, I, I turn my... thing is, I turn the volume down uh, when I'm doing a manoeuvre, actually because where I do the manoeuvres is in a built-up residential area. Nah. <laughs> but in general, if I'm going into a city centre that I've never been before, um, I will tend to put the volume down. And But the thing is, the meme was always like, well, why bother? Because it doesn't, you know, if you were to cover your ears, your eyes don't see better. Mm. But in, in my opinion, having the music volume down calms my mind, which means that if I'm under pressure, if I've got a parallel path on a busy street, I've, I've got less taking the attention away um, from my brain. Maybe we're not just good at multitasking. Yeah, uh, yeah, but 72%. Over over two thirds do it, and I think the general population do it. And yeah, the twenty eight percent that don't, mad lads, absolute mad lads, they should be sectioned. Because who doesn't turn it down? Honestly, who can do? I challenge anyone to be in Manchester city centre, um, you know, on, the, on that busy high street right in the middle, doing a parallel park with people behind you, people in front of you, waiting for you to finish. Challenge them to do it with the volume up. Mm. Stress um, levels will be high. Uh, yeah. Um, not, this isn't an interesting one. This is what I was expecting, but I'm glad that it did. And I think that if, if any time I see that meme now, because it, yeah, you know, actually not most, mm-hmm. most drivers not actually weird, do yeah. it. It's not even a meme because a meme is meant to be like, um, because they're, they're hinting towards that you shouldn't do it or it's daft to do it. Well, no, most people actually do it is, is the point of view that the meme should be having. Um, Anyway, next point we've got, uh, which is I think the last major point we've got, like I said at the beginning, we have made a lot more points than uh, the infographic and the podcast does show, 
but we wanted to strike a balance between you know making it quick to digest on the key points um, but giving people enough to be interested in so like I said if you want to know more just, just read the blog or, or visit the website or whatever anyway it's to do with commute time and what genre uh, of music they like um, soul is the most popular genre to listen to for those who commute over an hour where pop radio stations were the most common option for people who commute under 10 minutes nothing surprising other than the fact that soul was actually the, one of the most um, unpo- I wouldn't call it unpopular because that suggests that soul isn't a good you know, genre of music mm. but it, it's the least appreciated of all the music and genres maybe a little bit the, the most niche we didn't find an awful lot of, of stuff to do with commuters Nothing fascinating other than these two points. So we just wanted to cover them quickly before we move on to the next point, which looks at um, speeding tickets, who have been caught speeding, and obviously their music habits. So the last question on speeding is probably the one we got a lot of the results out of. So by genre, the infographic shows that people who listen to soul music, once again, are most likely to have been caught speeding. So 34% of those caught speeding, that is. So on the other end of the scale, jazz. If you uh, listen to jazz music, you probably won't be caught speeding. But on the whole, a quarter of the entire survey have been caught speeding. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that, that's quite quite high. Um, quarter of people have been caught speeding at some point. I suppose I have been caught speeding a couple of times, but that was when I was aged between 18 and 24, and I've not been caught speeding since. I've not been caught speeding yet. I've been driving since... I was 18, I'm 24 now. Well, we asked them specifically, have you been caught speeding in the last six years? Not ever. So, you know, they're fairly recent and the points are probably still on their license. But I just wanted to touch on the soul thing. So, an interesting one is obviously soul is the most popular genre to listen if you've got a long commute. The longer the commute, the more likely, well, the longer you are on the road and therefore the more likely you are to be caught yeah, doing something. Yeah, maybe starts to slip a little bit. Yeah, or maybe you're rushing. Or keep into a podcast. If, you, if, your commute time is, <laughs> if your commute time is only 10 minutes, speeding is only going to save you at most a minute. But if your commute is an hour, speeding could save you still nothing, still not worth doing, mm. but still there's more gains to be had. Um... So that, that could answer it. But obviously, soul is an niche one. But second place is country, another genre. Oh, by 2% as well. That is, um yeah. And then rock after that. Most people would probably hint at rock. But interestingly, the most common genre of music that people listen to is pop. And pop is way down the list. So if you listen to pop, you know, you're... Um, you're, you're sensible. Main, you're, 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 yeah, yeah, you're mainstream, but you're sensible. Have you got anything else? Yeah, so take a step back from favourite genres and stuff. 78% of people caught speeding play loud music where people live. So the point we touched on before. So people who are caught speeding are also more likely to be obnoxious yeah. where people live. That would make sense. I mean, if you're already speeding, then you've already got a bit of a disregard Semi-antisocial, for, yeah. Yeah, for, a, for a bit of the, of the law. Um, so that, that does make sense. Yeah, and another thing was that rap and metal fans were at least likely to be caught speeding. And I think a lot of people that listen to those two genres would listen to this, well, hear that and think, do you know what? Yeah, so we get a bit of a rap for being this, that and the other, but no, we're quite courteous. You know, we don't go over the limit, we don't blast the music in public, um, and it completely goes against the stereotype. Mm. So, you know, it's, it should, the stereotype is actually that they are um, the most sensible people. Um 
All right, well, we've gone through now the, the bulk of the infographic. Uh, there is more to, to be found in, in, the, in the blog post. So that's pretty much uh, the, the end of the podcast segment, looking at blaming, blaming on the buggy. We hope everyone's you know, enjoyed it, maybe found something a bit interesting, or maybe uh, they disagree with some of it. Um, please, if you could, you know, there's a comments box right at the bo- bottom of the blog post. You know, you, if you've found the link to this via Facebook, you can leave a comment uh, on the article itself. Any feedback would be, would be great. Um, although uh, we've already decided technically what our next study is going to be. We're not going to disclose any information. But if there is anything that anyone would like us to take a look at, maybe do a study like this, please let us know. We're always trying to do something completely different. We, we try to n- never do a study with our leasing because it's boring and you know, people visit websites to find the deals, but we want people to go to the blog post, blog section, believe it or not, to have a break from leasing. The lifestyle behind it, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, if you go back to our old, um, you know, the original episode zero or episode one, uh, and you listen to, you know, why the, the reason why we started podcasting in the first place was to just make ourselves out to, you know, we're not just a leasing company, we are people uh, behind the screens or behind the microphones. So um, out of a lot of brokers, we're, I'd say, the, one of the least corporate style ones. Yeah, d- yeah, definitely. I don't think we've ever been corporate. I mean, if anyone ever comes to the office, it's 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 not what you would probably think that it would be. It's not yeah. a load of suits. It's not the dealership experience at all, is it? No, no, it's, it's quite it's quite casual, uh, quite quite personal. Um, anyway, you know, the, the point we're trying to make is, uh, you know, this episode 10, 10 now, uh, we're still learning, uh, we're still trying to make the podcast better, I suppose, the, the, where I'm trying to get is here. If anyone has any feedback for the podcast in general, uh, also feel free to let us know, positive or negative. We could take it on the chin. We're big boys here. But anyway, that is the end of the, obviously the main feature, which is blame on the buggy, and the regular feature after every main feature. Now uh, I'll hand it over to Chris full time, where he's going to give everyone a rundown of the best car leasing deals that we've got on right now that you should check as soon as you finish this podcast. Thank you for listening. That's that's it for me uh, from Ronnie. I'll hand you over to Chris now. Cheers, Ronnie. So this week's deals are a double whammy of Jaguar offers. First up is our ongoing XF deal, which ends up at the end of August. It's the two-liter petrol R Sport model with 250 brake horsepower. It starts from £257.23 pence a month, inclusive of that, and a 9 plus 24 with 5,000 miles, obviously it's the starting price. Uh, it's incredibly cheap for a car that's cowboy though, so if that's the type of car you're after, be sure to grab it before it's gone. Next up is the newly launched Jaguar XE offer. It's the brand new facelift model, and that's for the R-Dynamic S trim, and it can be had from £247.19 a month on the same terms as the XF. Uh, this is for the brand new 69 Reg as well, so you'd be much rather the first to own one of those. So that's everything for this week. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook page if you want to keep up to date with the latest deals or be sure to check out our special office page as well. Uh, But we'll see you in the next podcast and thank you for listening.